Good morning, USA. Uh, what mo- Name that movie. Name that. No, just kidding. We're not in the movie business. Hey, guys, this is Dan Waldschmidt. This is the Edgy Conversations with Dan Waldschmidt podcast. And I am your fearless commander. I guess it makes no sense to say the emperor of the empire. That's too many things. Plus, who wants to be an emperor? That's lame. Uh, I would rather be like the head MMA chieftain warrior. Uh, regardless, I'm just the guy talking into a mic. So that's not badass at all. <laughs> as much as I think this is like a badass occupation, it's really a business for chumps. <laughs> because you just have to be good at talking into a microphone. Um which brings us to the topic for the day, actually. By the way, our tagline is, you know, radical help for people who want it. This is indeed, in all seriousness, grave seriousness, the Edgy Conversations podcast. And I am indeed Dan Walshman. All jokes aside, uh, we did talk about uh, chatting into a mic, but <clears throat> our good friend, friend of the empire, and fellow running uh, princess, I don't know, will she be offended, Jen, if I call you a princess, queen? Lady, lady female warrior, Wonder Woman. Um, Jen hit me up on the the gram today and said she loved the podcast. So thank you. And we love you too, Jen. And uh, by the way, for all of you who love our monthly calendar, uh, that's our highest downloaded. Is that the right? Highest downloaded? Most downloaded? Uh, that's our most popular item on the website. We have posters, we have bracelets, uh, we've got our fuck excuses bracelet. We've got lots of stuff that people love, but our our monthly calendar, our calendar of awesomeness is the number one thing. It's free and we send it out to a bunch of people, hundreds and hundreds of people, uh, I guess thousands of people. And then on top of that, we uh, people just come to the store and find it and download it for free. Did you know that that was created by Jen? So kudos to Jen. That same wonderful Jen... Uh, also said, hey, I love the podcast. Got a question for you. Um, I'm, I'm, I, there's a couple things I want to do in life that are awesome, and I really want to achieve them. Like, how do you, how do you get to be awesome in all the things? Like, I can focus on one thing, but how do you, how you know, how do you, how do you do three or four awesome things at the same time? So this is what's deceiving about this is that uh, I texted back something like, you know, geez, woman, you tell me or something like something cheeky um, because she brings up a good point. It's really, it's a really good question. Probably several, several of you listening. In fact, I'm guessing 102% of you listening in a highly scientific survey are asking the same question. Like, Dan, I've got one thing I'm good at or kind of good at or want to be good at. But like my life revolves around four or five different categories. Like I want to make money, not enough where I'm like super stupid rich, but just enough to be like, okay, cool rich. And I also want to uh, have, you know, good relationships. And I also want to, uh, you know, get promoted in my business. And, you know, I'm also trying to, you know, maybe fitness is a goal for you. And, you know, fill in the blanks. I want to be a good Christian or I want to be a good community member or, you know, I've got a, I've got buddies who have associations and they're trying to add, you know, people to their membership ranks. So you may have three or four things that you want to do. And you're thinking, I can do one thing. How do I do three or four? So the secret is that you really do three or four the same way you do one, one step at a time. And that's the deceiving thing because the, 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 the less you want, the easier it is for you to be successful. 
So can I, can I say that again? The less you want, the easier it is to be successful. See, the first time I started off being successful down this path, I was pretty naive, pretty single-minded, pretty stupid. I, I joke uh, that now that I've been to therapy for so many years and I'm, you know, quote-unquote evolving. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> true, true. I am evolving. Uh, but... Now that I'm self-aware, I know that I have to be conscientious of others. See, when I was young and stupid, uh, I just I just put my head down and ground. Right? Is that ground? Is that the past tense of grind? You should grind. I ground. It sounds like I'm something to do with coffee beans. But yeah, I I put my head down and just got shit done, relentlessly. I mean, I would I would I would grind. To such an extent that days would go by and I was still working. That's how obsessive I would be. And I didn't know any better. Frankly, I didn't care. It, it didn't matter what you would say to me. I was going to do it. Regardless of your stupid opinion. But then I got older and I wanted more things. I wanted to have some semblance of a family. And then I got older and wanted to actually have like a good, viable, healthy family and good relationships and thriving kids. And there are some things I'm deeply passionate about, giving back, our edgy community, our edgy giving back funds and foundations. That's stuff that really jazzes me up. I think I've shared with some of you that my dream, what I'm working hard for is that my is to live off of 10% of everything that I make. Now, this doesn't mean that I have to be in the poorhouse. It just means that I have to make 10 times as much money as I'm making right now so that I can live off of only 10% of what I make. That's my dream. So some people say, I'm going to donate 10% to charity. I want to donate 90% of what I make to charity. That's, that's why I'm busting my ass. I want to I make a difference with the money that I make. I, I want to be able to walk into a situation and make a big difference. You know, I think about the hurricanes. I, I, you think I'm a little off topic. And Jen, I love you. And I'm coming back to your topic. Okay, so don't think I've forgotten about you for the rest of you. Please don't. You know, you know how I am. When I'm moved by the spirit, I got to go. We gots to go. You know, you go into someplace like Houston. And you can say prayers for people in Houston. And you should. Or even the hurricane that's descending upon Florida. You can go down and help people clean up their homes that are covered with mud and bacteria and mold and all kinds of bad stuff that's going to happen because of the water. But ultimately, make no mistake, my friend, do you know what really solves those people's problems? Money. It's money. By the way, if you want to know what's devastating about the horrible just tragedy of, of, of water damage like this, whether it was what happened in Katrina with levees breaking, whether it was what happened in Houston with water overflowing these dams and, and just, just a horrific tragedy is I, I was telling uh, one of my executive friends today that the true horror is, in, is for renters. See, if you own a home, your, the insurance is probably going to 
not only pay for the home, but they're going to pay for what's inside it as well, right? You're going to get homeowner's insurance. And even if it doesn't cover everything you want, and we can argue about that and we can scream about it, you're, you're going to get something back. But see, if you're a renter, a lot of renters don't carry renter's insurance. They're not, they're not, they're not forced to carry renter's insurance. So the house they live in will be replaced brand new to the owner. But all of their stuff that's in it that will have been destroyed, like everyone else's homeowner's homes, won't be replaced. And do you know what fixes that, my friends? Do you know what fixes that? It's not kisses. It's not hugs. It's not shovels. It's not buckets. It's not rags and soap and, and cleaner and, and all that. Do you know what it is? It's money. It takes money to solve those problems. You go to places like Pakistan and uh, Afghanistan and where populations are growing. And there was an article in, in Washington Post about how clean water, and by the way, clean water is a problem all over the world. But in some of these countries that had not had these problems before, now it's becoming a huge problem as chemicals leak into the ground and, and pollution is not controlled and sewage systems, you know, are just holes in the ground right next to water that's in the ground. And whole populations just don't have things like clean water. Do you know what solves that problem? Again, not prayers, not hugs, not tears. And I'm not trying to be anti-religion or anti-God. I'm just telling you, you can pray all you want, but until someone puts their dollar bills down to solve that problem, it does not get fixed. And so I am very clear in my mind that I want to make so much money that I can give most of it away to affect good causes all over the world. Do you know how much joy it brings when you can take your money and be benevolent with it? Now, some of you think like, you, I, I'm, I'm curious, Dan, how are you going to get back on topic? But Jen asked a really good question, and I'm coming back to answer it, my girl, which is this. How do you focus on four things when you should really focus on one? We can only focus, or you struggle to even focus on one. And the answer is you have to ratchet up your intensity. The only way that I found to be able to focus on more than one thing at a time is to really focus on one thing at a time for four different times. Does that make sense? So what that essentially means is if you have to work eight hours a day to get one thing done, then you might have to work 32 hours a day to get four things done. Or if you can only get one thing done every four hours, then it's going to take you, what, 16 hours to get four things done. It's just raw math. More importantly, it takes focus. More importantly, most importantly, it takes, it takes obsession, it takes passion, it takes determination, it takes fortitude. Because when you get tired, it's easy to bail on some of those items. And what happens is, for most of us, we're really good with having one big goal, because we can have one big goal and still kind of have a life. When you have more than two or three goals, I think you can kind of have, for me, I've got a, a, a wealth goal and a fitness goal. And for all of you, you know me, I'm a crazy runner. I'm, I'm, I'm in sweaty running clothes right now uh, talking to you on the mic. Luckily uh, for me, you can't smell me through the, uh, 
the earbuds. <laughs> so it's all good. You might have a sexy image of, of someone speaking delicately into a microphone. Uh, none of you do. I, I get it. That's okay. I, I don't have that preconceived notion either. But you've got this, you know, you might think of, of combining your goals together, namely fitness and business, but how do you combine your other goals together? Maybe being healthy, maybe having great relationships. So I, th I think the way that you, you do this is by doing several things. One, you really have to be clear about your purpose in life or purposes in life. And so, for example, my purpose is radical help for people who want it. It's, it's to provide radical help for people who want it. So for me, I have to be radical in order to provide radical help. Because if I'm not determined, if I'm not focused, if I'm not on my A game, how can I help you be on your A game? And I've got to be on my A game at a several different levels. A game in my finances, A game in my relationships, A game in my, in my personal fitness, A game in my business, A game in everything, A game in my reading. Look, I don't, if I find an area where I'm not in my A game, I immediately get pissed off at myself and I say, how do I fix that? So I don't know exactly that I ever focus on four items. That's pretty specific. But here's what I do know. If you want to tackle multiple challenges at the same time, you can. You're just going to have to sacrifice something. Just like you sacrificed something small to, to, to make that one big goal in your life. You're going to have to do that twice to have two goals. You're going to have to do that again if you're at three goals. Somewhere along the lines, though, the laws of nature take over, right? You need a certain amount of sleep each night. Make no mistake, you're going to do it or everything's going to suffer. What, the, what I have found to be most helpful is to be obsessive about any goal. If I can't be obsessive, then it can't be my goal. Meaning, I think about it, and I think about it, and I plan, and I strategize, and it's, I let it consume every part of me. And if I can't let that happen, then I just have to get a new goal. I have to get a new goal. By the way, my goals change all the time. I've got some general outlines of goals that I want to achieve, but then I have like small goals that kind of come and go. I'm trying to manage my breathing while running. That's a really kind of a micro goal. I'm trying to beat a, a record time for running a marathon. That's a kind of a micro goal. Overall, I want to have fitness. Overall, I want to have wealth. Overall, I want to be the best version of me possible. And to do each of those things, I have to constantly be reminding myself of the table stakes. That Dan, if you let down your guard, if you give up now at 38... You don't get to say at 76 or 75 or 64, I, I did my best. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You gave up somewhere along the lines. So for me, I know that's intense. It's not for everybody. Some of you thinking, perhaps listening to me go, what is that guy smoking? I know I'm intense. I know it's not for everybody. But when you have a lot of goals, you have to be intense. Here's what's new, too, and I'll say this to you, Jen, and to others listening. I wasn't this open about my goals. It's probably been the last five or six years where I've really been this open and more transparent, more vulnerable about sharing what I'm up to. I was always very driven. I used to just keep it to myself and grind. And now I feel like I'm willing to share the story, share the journey, share the failure, with other people along the way. 
I don't know how that's working out. I wish I could give you some uh, diagnostic or uh, evaluation of if that's good, bad, or ugly, or indifferent. I don't know yet. But for me, I think saying it out loud, just in these conversations we get to have each day, it reminds me of what's important. And every time I tell you that I don't want to screw up, it really makes me focus on not being a screw up so that I don't have to get back on the microphone and tell you, man, I talked a big game, but boy, Dan Waldschmidt was a big loser. I just don't want to, I don't want to come to tell you that. I don't want to have that day. I don't want to have that moment. So I want to bust my ass. I want to grind. I want to work. I want to beat myself down. Not because that's fun or friendly. It's uncomfortable. But I want to achieve something. I know you do too. Look, as always, this is Dan Waldschmidt. I hope you get out there and fight. Go punch someone in the face. Hopefully not somebody that's going to throw you in jail. Usually somebody that causing you a problem, right? Maybe it's yourself. Who knows? Get in the gym, work up a sweat, go work that extra mile, be that extra compassionate person that changes the world. As always, listen, if you love an episode, feel free to tell us about it. Let us know what we can do to make this podcast even better. I'm just sharing, I'm sharing my thoughts with you. I'm keeping it short where possible. I'm about 15, 16 minutes now, so I'm going to shut up and go. But if you love it, share it. Give us a few stars. There's lots of stars in the galaxy. We hope you share five with us. Um, As always, you know what I'm going to tell you, right? Don't do nothing. And as always, we'll see you next time on Edgy Conversations with Dan Waltzman. Radical help for people who want it. 